At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, presented by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Charlotte Hornets. Rob Longo with you after what is unfortunately a Silver Linings edition of the HHC. Charlotte falling in Miami last night, 115-104, to now 7-15 and on the season. Uh, got some Bad breaks there early on as uh, P.J. Washington went to the locker room early with a left shoulder injury, did not return. We'll talk about that and the impact that it had on the game. We'll highlight our silver lining performances, and we're also going to talk about Brandon Miller, the latest long-form piece, focusing on the number 2 overall pick from this year's draft up on Hornets.com. And we are talking to the author of that story today. It's the lead writer of Hornets.com, the one and only Sam Prelly. Sam, thank you for joining me here on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. I know I tried to tease it up every which way that we were going to have a winning edition of the HHC here the next time that we talked, but unfortunately it just wasn't meant to be last night. Well, first off, thank you for having me. And yeah, just a tough one. They just can, uh, another one of these back-to-backs against the the same opponent and the Hornets just have not been able to get a handle on the heat. Uh, I feel like we went through a similar thing with the Knicks last month where we feel like we played the Knicks a bunch of times in a row and you're like, okay, I need a little break from this team. I, I just don't want to play them anymore for a little while. So uh, I'm not sure when the next heat game is, but uh, hopefully it's a couple months down the line because I need a little break from looking at Miami because they are just too tough right now for the Hornets. Yeah, off the top of my head, I think it's somewhere in January, if I remember correctly. But things don't get easier for Charlotte tomorrow against the New Orleans Pelicans. They've been playing some good ball as of late. That's the first night of a back-to-back. Second night is going to be against the Philadelphia 76ers, so a tall task here for the Hornets. But let's focus on this game last night here by Charlotte against the Heat in South Beach, a 115-104 loss. It was a good start for Terry Rozier specifically for Charlotte. He scored the first seven points for the Hornets. The Hornets led the entirety of the first quarter. They led it 23-22. to The bad news, though, 
P.J. Washington went to the locker room with a left shoulder injury. He was doubtful to return. We didn't see him the rest of the night. But again, Charlotte had that lead for the entirety of the first 12 minutes of action. Turnovers were a big issue. Everybody was turning the ball over. The Hornets had seven in the first 12 minutes. Miami had nine, but Hornets just weren't able to capitalize off of them. The Heat didn't get their first lead of the game until about 18 seconds into the second quarter, and then things started to go a little sideways from there. The Hornets were able to tie the game at 37 at one point midway through the second quarter. They tied it again at 45 there as the teams just combined for so many turnovers in that first half. 27, I want to say, off the top of my head. They had a stack correction at halftime to even add one more, but Miami able to close the second quarter on a 13-0 run in the final two minutes and 46 seconds or so, and that was about all she wrote. The Hornets trailed going into the locker room 56-45 to as Miami caught on fire no pun intended, from beyond the arc there in that second quarter, 4-5 or five from distance. Hornets were cold over 4 from 3. That extended into the third quarter, too, as the Hornets were just trying to keep it close and weren't able to. It was a 91-70 to 70 Miami lead going into the fourth frame. The Hornets are 2-10 from beyond the arc in that third quarter. Miami on a 14-6 run to start the third quarter, so between the 13-0 run and the 14-6 run, that's a 27-6 run there in the span of about, well, 4-6 minutes or so there for Miami, and that was basically the ball game there. Hornets gave it a valiant effort, though, there in that fourth frame. They come out swinging 8 of 11 from 3, shot 65% from the field, outscored Miami by 10 in that final stanza, but just a little too late for Charlotte as the Hornets shoot 53% from the field, and they lose the ball game. Before we get the thoughts of Sam Burley, let's get the thoughts of Steve Clifford on last night's game. He said it was mostly turnovers. Turnovers are crushing. I mean, you're not getting shots. You know, they do a good job of turning into a, a other way. The same thing happened the other night at home. Um, so it might look, you know, we weren't disorganized at all. Just we had some careless turnovers. They're good at it, and they made us pay. The final tally, Miami, in fact, had more turnovers than the Hornets, 23 to be exact. Charlotte just didn't capitalize on them. Only 13 points off of those turnovers. Completely different story for Miami. The Hornets turned the ball over 21 times. It resulted in 32 points off of those turnovers. That's just simply not going to win you ball games, Sam. Oh, no, not at all. And, yeah, like you said, right there where they had the 45-43 lead there, I think after a couple Gordon Hayward free throws with about three and a half minutes left in the second quarter, I think it was a couple corner threes. If I remember, I think Lowry had one in that 11-0 stretch to end the second, and then Duncan Robinson had one, and Caleb Martin hit a wild shot at the end of the, at the, end of the second quarter, and I think all added up was a 19-0 run, and it just felt like, you know, Miami is just, they're so tough to play against, and they're so tough to play against when you're trying to crawl back from what was then a 17-point hole, and the turnovers just didn't stop. I forget what they had in the third, something like five or six, but it felt like every turnover they had was leading to a bucket on the other end. So it's funny to look at the final box score and say, oh, the Heat actually had more turnovers. Both teams had a season high. 21 and 23 um it's just that miami heat were able to convert theirs into points and charlie i think only had 13 off to 23 it's, it, that's the tough thing about playing this miami team is we've seen you know the margin for error sometimes against them is so small it's a shot it's a possession it's they find a way to win games they grind out games and uh when you can't just have a balanced possession game against them you have to go out and win the possession game you have to go out and get more turnovers and capitalize on more turnovers and that's not even to mention too i think there were seven you know 17 to 4 in offensive rebounding too uh in favor of the heat so 
Uh, it's a tough thing. You got to go out. Like I said, you got to go out and win the possession game. It can't just be even. You have to win the possession game and then take advantage of those extra possessions. And uh, it's just something Charlotte couldn't do last night. They couldn't do on Monday night, even with the balanced turnovers. So it's tough. And like and like Steve Clifford said, it's you have 21 turnovers. You're not getting shots. Points going the other way. It's just it's really really hard to win, regardless of what's happening on the other side. And a couple of the other numbers that stand out too is it's frustrating when you see the turnovers and you think, well, Miami turned the ball over more. The Hornets should have won the game. That's not the case either, because all things considered, Charlotte shot a better percentage from the field. They shot 53 percent from the field. Miami was about 47.7 percent, if you want to be technical. But you got to take a little bit of a deeper dive. You got to take a look at field goals attempted. 86 field goal attempts for the Heat, only 77 there for. Charlotte, the free throw disparity, it was there. It wasn't super marginal, I thought, compared to Monday's game. I didn't think it was that drastic. 18 and 19, the Heat go at the free throw line. 10 of 11 for Charlotte. So, again, a couple here and there in an 11-point game. It's certainly going to be an issue there, but I don't think it was enough to really make a huge difference in this one. Again, turnovers, three-point shooting even, too. Hornets got a little bit better there, but you can't go two for six from three to start the game in the first quarter, and you can't go 0 for four in that second quarter, and you can't go two for ten in the third, and then all of a sudden try to make it up all in the fourth quarter, eight for 11 from beyond the arc. Terry Rozier did a great job doing that. I mean, he had a handful of threes there in that fourth quarter, so did Brandon Miller. They tried everything they could to throw the kitchen sink at Miami. It just wasn't resulting in a win in last night's game. One more thing that I want to point out before we move on to our silver linings here, Sam, and I think this is the bigger thing for me. I don't want to say it was the exact turning point of the game, but P.J. Washington going out early on. He only played four minutes in the game last night coming off the bench, didn't score. That I thought was the biggest blow for the Hornets last night, especially when you look at the injury report. Again, no Mark Williams last night. LaMelo Ball continues to be out, so it was basically Nick Richards, P.J. Washington essentially playing small ball five minutes or was supposed to, I think. That kind of felt like what the plan was supposed to be going into this one, and then P.J. Washington goes out, and then all of a sudden you're starting to scramble a little bit. J.T. Thor got a lot of minutes out there. Miles Bridges played a lot of stretch five in there as well when Nick Richards needed a break. Quite frankly, Nick Richards didn't really come off the floor. He played 40 minutes in the game last night, so again, it was just felt like that was a little bit of an issue there where if you have a guy that gets hurt, maybe, for example, at the end of the game, you at least are able to survive those three, four quarters, whatever it ends up being, you're able to survive the game. Then you can kind of reset and reevaluate that game plan going into the next game. When you have a guy go out very early on in the first quarter of the game, especially if he was your backup center, that's a completely different story. That makes things a lot more difficult. And I understand that the way that this Hornets team has had to endure injuries for the last year and a half, they probably have gotten a lot of practice at this, just trying to change things on the fly strategy-wise, but that doesn't make it any easier. So for me personally, I thought that was a big point in the game yesterday where you have basically your backup center go out early in the game, and now all of a sudden you got to scramble because I don't think it was in the game plan for Nick Richards to play 40 minutes last night. No, not at all. And I think it's never one of those situations where like you want to blame injuries, but I always feel sometimes that, some, especially given a certain matchup, that you sometimes know, like, oh, that's one injury too far. And it felt like almost like the P.J. Washington one was – last night um, and again we don't know the severity of it obviously left early after only a few minutes but it felt like that one was that's an injury too much because you're already really thin in the front court you've only got two true centers on the roster your starting one isn't playing then you've got it nick and then you've already going small and you just 
you've got to dip in even deeper into your front court depth. And it just feels like in a situation like that against a team like Miami that is good on the boards, good defensively, they're really good on the, on the boards in, in the game on Monday. It almost felt like that one might just be too much. And like you said, you've got to scramble in the middle of the game, figure out different rotations. JT Thor, I think, was out of the rotation for three games. I think he came back in the other day um, for a little bit. So it's tough. It's tough to do it mid-game and then you know, for the particular player that left this game, considering he was your third string center and a small center at that, um, it, it just makes it tough. And it's almost, it's the straw that broke the camel's back because you've already lost Mark Williams, you've lost Lamella Ball, you're still missing Cody Martin, Frank Nilakina, And, you know, it just has that feeling of, uh, this is just this one kind of puts it over the edge just a little bit. And one way to take it a little bit further here before we wrap it up, too, I think, is the fact that P.J. has been so reliable coming off the bench that you're going to rely on him to be a big scorer for those second units, those guys that when the rotation breaks a little bit, he's the one that can kind of lead those guys to at least some sort of offense, and that simply wasn't the case last night as the Hornets bench only musters 13 points. Ish Smith had six of them. Bryce McGowan's had seven. P.J. Washington has been in double figures the last couple of games. So that's certainly a big blow in there as the bench scoring was Miami 45, Charlotte 13 in a 115 to 104 loss. Still some silver linings, though, to look at in the defeat for the Hornets. We're going to take a look at them next right after this. You're on a Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring Bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Rob Longo and Sam Perley with you after a 115-104 loss in Miami for the Hornets. Hornets Hivecast, as always, presented by Senta. And Sam, time now for our silver lining performances. A couple of those that are standing out. Terry Rozier, game-high 28 points in the contest last night. Gordon Hayward had 20 points as well. Miles Bridges, a tick shy with 19, five rebounds, four assists. Nick Richards only had six points, but he had 10 boards. He was able to contribute there. All five starters, quite frankly, played really well for the Hornets last night. They really had to. Brandon Miller had 18 points as well. We'll talk about Brandon Miller here in a few, but he's still available out there as a silver lining nominee. But I will always defer to you as we do here on this segment of the Hornets Hivecast. Who's your silver lining performance from last night's game? Yeah, I'm going to go with Terry Rogier. He got got the team off to a really good start. I think he had the first seven points, a couple steals. He actually had three steals in that first quarter. Uh, then went quiet a little bit in that you know second and third. I think he only had nine points. So it was seven points in the first quarter, nine in the middle two quarters, and then really kind of came on strong there at the end with twelve, uh, and you know finished with twenty eight. So that's 
he's had some really good finishes, uh, finishing quarters the last couple games. I mean, we saw it on Monday night. He almost, you know, single-handedly dragged the Hornets back into that one, Toronto as well. So uh, he's been really good this year, finished with 28 in this one, four steals, which is a season high, had seven assists on the year. I mean, he's shooting really, really well. He's had 20-point games now, and I think 12 of his 13 appearances, uh, shooting around 47 48%, and uh, probably around 38% from three and about 85% from the line. So he's been really good. He's been exactly what the Hornets had hoped for, and uh, even more considering the circumstances of, of what he's had to do, taking over for LaMelo Ball and doing a lot more facilitating and also trying to find his own shot is not the easiest thing in the world, trying to kind of balance those two, setting up his teammates and also making sure he gets his offense going. So uh, he's been really, really good. I think this is quietly, and I know it's not, you know, it's, it's been kind of a tough stretch for the Hornets, but this is some of the best basketball he's played since he came to Charlotte, whatever it was, five, five, six years ago. Over to Rozier, head fakes the three, starts the drive, peels back outside, rises for three, and knocks it down. Terry Rozier drilling at another Lowe's three-point shot. That's six straight 20-point performances for Terry Rozier. Sam said it in the highlight there. It's six consecutive games of 20 points or more from T-Row. Almost went back-to-back with 30 or more, but just a little bit short with those 28 points. 12 of his 28 came in that fourth quarter. You talked about closing game strong. He certainly did that last night as well. And I love the efficiency from Terry Rozier. 10 of 14 from the field shooting. 5 for 6 beyond the arc, 3 for 3 at the free throw line. He finishes with 7 assists and 4 steals as well. So didn't quite get the double-digit assists on the game yesterday, but the shooting was on. It was very efficient. I mean, with those numbers afterwards at the end of the day, I would have been like, heck, Terry, just go down there and chuck up every shot you can if you're this hot and see what happens. But, again, valiant effort from Terry was here once again trying to handle the majority of the point guard duties with LaMelo Ball absent, but he's just been doing a phenomenal job with that here as of late. For my silver line, I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit. I'm going to go with Nick Richards. Brandon Miller for three. No. Rebound Nick Richards. Puts it up and in. Counting and a foul. Nick Richards with a second chance opportunity. And he's now engineered a three-point play possibility as well. Again, this kind of goes back to what I talked about in the first segment a little bit, Sam. It was not in the cards or it was not in part of the game plan for Nick Richards to play 40 minutes in last night's game. Just happened that way because P.J. Washington got hurt early on and Nick was out there just basically as the only center on this roster that is healthy right now for the Hornets. So he plays 40 minutes. I didn't get a chance to look it up, but I would not be surprised if I went back and I looked and I saw that that was a career high. He only goes three of five shooting from the field. And he finishes with six points, but he has 10 rebounds, nine of those coming on the defensive glass as well. I thought he did a pretty good job there holding his own, all things considered. I know Miami didn't have Bam Adebayo in the game last night. I understand that was another matchup that was in favor, more or less, of Nick. But again... He was out there playing 40 minutes. That's a lot on a young center and a lot of stuff that he had to go through there in the game. And there was a lot of times, too, where Miami was able to stretch the floor because they didn't have Bam Adebayo. They had guys out there that were able to be stretch fives. Kevin Love was a great example. He played 20 minutes. He only ended up scoring three points. He was 0 for 6 from beyond the arc. But there were times when Nick Richards had to go out there and he had to be the primary defender on a three-point shooter. He had a really good job. Closing out there, he was getting pulled away from the paint a little bit, but he was still able to play pretty solid defense. I know he finishes as a minus eight in the plus minus, but keep in mind, too, there were only three players that finished as a positive in the plus minus in the game last night. Gordon Hayward was a plus one. Miles Bridges a plus three. P.J. Washington a plus one. That doesn't really count. He only played four minutes before he got hurt. So technically, in my mind, there was only two out there, and they were barely a positive and a plus minus in a 115-104 to loss. So for me, I thought that Nick Richards 
did about uh, the best job that he could, all things considered, and he was able to put out a solid night there. Again, all things considered, 40 minutes out there, that's tough. That is tough to do on a younger player. I just thought he did a great job handling that kind of pressure. I definitely agree with you, and uh, I just looked it up too. His, his previous career high for minutes played in a game came last season. He played about 32 minutes on March 12th in a home game against Cleveland. So new career high minutes by about almost eight minutes. But yeah, it's one of those situations where you just, you know, just tell them this is what we have right now. Let's get through it. And then we can kind of regroup, reset these next couple of days and hopefully uh, get some good news on the injury front. But, you know, he's, he's looked good. And, you know, it's, it's been kind of a, you know, an interesting start to the season for him. I know he missed a couple of weeks with a concussion and, a little bit of a less common thing to deal with in the NBA and and kind of coming back from that is a little bit different than coming back from a groin strain or something like that so kudos to him for kind of jumping right back in I think I think it was maybe the Minnesota game was his first game back and little bumpy but he seems to kind of settled in a little bit more and uh it's tough with the offense just because he's you know not having lamello ball there's just not going to be as many pick and rolls and, and things like that lob attempts necessarily but you know he's finding ways to contribute had the four blocks last night the fouling you know didn't have any fouls uh or he had one foul and it was i think kind of questionable at the time he had a legal screen but it seems like the fouling's getting a little bit better this year so overall he's been really really solid and uh you know, hopefully the Hornets aren't going to need 40 minutes from him again tomorrow against New Orleans. Hopefully we get some good news, but uh, it was good to see him kind of step up when they did need him to uh, to soak up a lot of those minutes when they didn't have a lot of front court depth. Those four blocks high a season high. He also had four earlier this season, and you talked about the minutes being a, a career high, 32 last year, up to 40 this year. His most minutes this season before last night, about 27 and a half. That came last week on the road at Chicago. So again, valiant effort there by Nick Richards. That was he. That was the reason why he was my silver lining performance from last night's game. One more segment to go on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the latest long-form piece. Touching on Brandon Miller on Hornets.com, written by the one and only Sam Perley. We're going to discuss that story next here on Hornets Hivecast, presented by Senta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Rogier to Miller. Catch and shoot three from the wing. Good. Brandon Miller. Eight points in the first two and a half minutes 
of this fourth quarter. Rob Longo and Sam Perley putting a button on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. As always, brought to you by Senta, the latest long-form piece out on Hornets.com right now, titled Brandon Miller Already Ahead of the Curve in First NBA Season. We're going to talk about it right now with the author of that story. That is the one and only Sam Perley, lead writer of Hornets.com. So I wanted to touch on this article a little bit, Sam. Love the long-form pieces. I know that's been a emphasis for you this year on just trying to go back and do the history of the 35th anniversary of the Hornets. We talked about the posters a couple of weeks ago here on the Hornets Hivecast, you, me, and Sam Farber. And I know that's something that you've been trying to really hone in on this year are those long-form pieces. So I appreciated this one here as well about Brandon Miller. And I feel like this one is just a little bit of a culmination because, again, I think that we already realized how good Brandon Miller is. We've, we've watched him game in and game out. It's easy to do it when you're in this market. I don't know if the national media has really caught on to how good of a season Brandon Miller is having so far in this stretch of games, these 22 games so far, a little bit over a quarter of the season gone. Again, last night he has 18 points, 7 to 16 from the field, 4 for 10 beyond the arc, 2 rebounds, 3 assists out there as well. Also had a couple of steals. So there was some times there in the game early on I thought that the shot wasn't falling and it wasn't a bad shot. It wasn't a contested shot or anything like that. There were just instances where it wasn't falling, but he stuck with it. He's a smart cerebral kid. He was able to end up finishing with 18 points. A lot of those came in late. I think in the fourth quarter he had eight of Charlotte's first 13 points in the fourth frame alone so he's just slowly developing I don't even want to say slowly I think that might be inaccurate based off of what he's done I think that the way that he's been able to develop here rapidly maybe over the last I don't know two months or so we saw what he was capable of at Alabama we saw what he was capable of in summer league where there were some rocky starts he had to settle down with the fouling but again It's Summer League. You're going to work out the Kings. We saw what he did in the preseason. A lot of spot starts here as of late because of the injuries. And all in all, I felt like this article in general was kind of a culmination of what everything we've seen, everything that I just rambled about as well. But I wanted to get your thoughts on where you saw the quotes that came from this story. Steve Clifford's talked about him ad nauseum as well, but I don't mind it at all. Certainly just based off of the way that Brandon Miller has played here, but overall it just felt like this was kind of just a summarization of the first 20 or so games of Brandon Miller's career. Yeah, I, th- I thought the, uh, you know, I think he's only played 18 or 19 games, so the team's about at the quarter mark, so I thought that was kind of like a good kind of cutoff to look at everything and again, and we know it's been kind of a tough start to the season for the Hornets. You know, we'd obviously love to have more wins right now, but I think you've got to be so stoked and so excited about what we've seen from Brandon Miller. And uh, it's funny you brought up the summer league because I remember going back thinking just now, thinking back to summer league and some of those games. And it's just, it's a little bit of a hodgepodge, you know, a little bit of mess. There's fouling, there's turnovers, there's just weird lineups and everything. And you're like, Oh, you know, it's going to look so much better when he's on an NBA floor surrounded by NBA talent. And, And it has, I mean, he's been so, so good. Again, the best thing, I remember hearing during the pre-draft process and the draft is this is the kind of player that NBA teams want. They want six, nine wings that can shoot the three point uh, that are smart, that learn quickly, that defend, you know, that do the little things. I made a good point or hopefully made a good point in the article about his charge drawing this year. He's drawn, I think six charges now, which I'm not sure where it ranks in the NBA. I know it's second amongst rookies and the rest of the Hornets roster, I think is combined for four or five, uh, the team leader last year was only two. They had four guys combined with two. So uh, it's a big kind of a play that I think sneaks under the radar sometimes, but it, it can really shift momentum in a game to pick up charges and, and it's almost like generating a steal. 
So he's been really good. And I thought for sure the Toronto game, if, if looking back at that one last Friday, I mean, he hit some just crazy shots in that game. He's just got such good, patient body control, great mechanics. Nothing seems too fast. He's never rushed. It was impressive last night, too. I know the Hornets were, you know, kind of, you know, falling behind there in that second half uh, or in that end of that second quarter. But for him to start whatever it was, one of eight or one of six and have the two points and to kind of a lot of rookies will do something like that and they're going to be afraid to shoot in the second half or, you know, it's going to throw them off their game. But the way he was able to respond in that second half and have 16 points on six of eight shooting, I think he had four of six from three, uh, was really, really impressive. And I don't think it's something that necessarily an average rookie is able to do, too. So uh, another fun stat, too, is last night he stretched his multiple made three-pointer streak to eight consecutive games, which is now the longest streak by an NBA rookie this season and the longest by a rookie in franchise history, breaking, uh, I believe, it was DJ Augustine and Raymond Felton's record. So I know, again, it's been a tough start to the season. Hopefully they can kind of get some guys healthy, get back on track, start getting some wins. But I'm super excited. I know you're super excited about Brandon. I think fans are super excited because you can really see it. He's got amazing amount of talent, smarts. He's just exciting basketball player to watch. I think a lot of NBA fans are going to catch on soon and see for themselves. I'm glad you brought up the defense because, one, if you don't play defense, you don't play for Steve Clifford, quite frankly. I mean, that's basically the way that he's constructed these teams. And the other thing, too, is if you are a rookie and you aren't ready, you don't play under Steve Clifford either. So I think that if you add those two things all in all, I mean, it's almost like a double negative turning into a positive because Brandon Miller has done a great job understanding the game. He's ready. We've clearly seen that through the first 18 games or so of his career. He obviously has played defense. You talked about the charges there as well. I feel like the defense is really, really underrated here for Brandon Miller. Yes, we see what he does from beyond the arc three-point-wise, the mid-range, the just suaveness of him on the offensive end of the floor. I don't think we see, or I don't think it's recognized enough how he's able to defend on the perimeter, at the rim, keeping the players in front of him while he's on defense. I think a lot of that goes under the radar, and I understand that it's easy to do that just because he's 6'9 and has a really long wingspan and he's able to take up a lot of the floor. A handful of deflections that he had defensively last night where he was able to get into a lot of passing lanes, I thought, as well. And that was just another example of what we've seen from Brandon Miller defensively. But I feel like he doesn't get a lot of love on the defensive end of the floor, so I'm glad you were able to bring some attention to that as well. And I think the defense, you're really going to see it more when you know you just look at him physically and he will get bigger just put on more muscle i think the physicality thing and and that's totally normal for 21 year old nba players you know we saw with Lamelo, uh so with mark a little bit it's like the physicality is just one of those things that takes a little bit longer to come along but once he starts adding a little bit more strength and can really use his frame uh to the full extent those long arms those long legs broad shoulders and kind of stay in front of guys i genuinely think that he is all defensive team kind of capabilities and you know the charge stuff too that's not you know you look at it and there's you know some guys in the league that kind of make a living off charge drawing because they're they're running in front of guys and just taking charges and i think with him it's a little bit more calculated it's because he's in the right spots defensively he's not late he's not early the timing is good he's not going out there like searching for him but 
he puts himself in position to get them when the opportunities present themselves. So I'm super, super excited that he's a Hornet. And I think sometimes it's like watching that Toronto game the other day and some of the shots he was hitting and how patient he was and you know, the mid-range elbow jumpers and the turnaround stuff. It's like, oh, wow, like we are so lucky to have this guy and couple of years i mean he's really going to be something special so uh, i'm excited to see more from him and uh you know it's i think it's just we're seeing just the very beginning of what's going to be a really really exciting rookie season and an exciting nba career for brandon miller the long piece article on hornets.com titled brandon miller already ahead of the curve in first nba season if you want to get an idea of some of the quotes from steve clifford and some of the teammates about what makes brandon so unique and so special go ahead and check it out on hornets.com written by the one and only sam Perley. a lot of good numbers in there as well talking about his finishing at the rim and his three-point shot as well. A lot of percentages if you want to get an idea of how good Brandon Miller is already in his first NBA season. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Perley, thank you for joining me on this edition of the HHC. We're going to rest you up here while the Hornets have a couple of home games coming up. We're going to really need you for the away trip coming up. I think that the Eight of the next nine for Charlotte after these two home games here on the back-to-back or on the road. So we're going to need you a good bit here over the next two weeks or so on the HHC. I will be ready to go. I know there's a big West Coast trip coming up after Christmas over New Year's. Uh, I'm going to start getting my sleep now, getting the coffee, getting the energy drinks primed and ready and ready to go. So everybody will be waking up and listening to us, hopefully talking about Hornets wins after those Western Conference games. So uh, that's not for a couple weeks, but uh, as always, thank you for having me. No time like the present to get ready and rest up for those couple of games. But big thank you to Sam Perley for joining me on this edition of the HHE. Big thanks to everybody for listening here on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast as well. Coming up tomorrow, Hornets taking on the New Orleans Pelicans at home on the front end of a back-to-back, home back-to-back that is. Get your tickets at Hornets.com. But either way, we will talk to you tomorrow once again on another edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.